Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Tony Jenkins, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thank you, Scott. Looking forward to it. Mate, I'm looking forward to it as well. Look, we've known each other um, in the gym recently. You know, you've been giving me a hard time, which I think I need. <laughs> um, but I've been learning a lot from talking with you uh, and also um, Paul and Tim. And I thought it was a great opportunity uh, to talk to you, uh, you know, especially with the, the real estate market the way it is. You, you know, you've been in, what, 30 years now in real estate? Well, actually, 35 years, Scott. 35 years. Yes, long time. So I think, you know, for anyone who wants to know about the property market or or how to be have longevity in the property uh, market, this is a great time to have a chat. So let's start off. Where did it all start for you? Because I know you've got a few cracker stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, obviously, I'm from down the deep south in Chicago. That's where it all started in uh, 1987, actually. So uh, wow. started a small company, right in real estate. Well, when I say small company, they're a big company, but small and residential. Yep. So started with them, and uh, and what sort of age were you there? Like were you fresh I out of was, school? Or? Yeah, no, no, no. I was 26 actually. Oh wow. Okay. So I'd done 10 years in government departments, five years in lands and deeds. Yep. And then five years in the lands and survey. So always been in property. Yep. But um, took the redundancy from uh, lands and survey back in 87. Wow. Started an interesting market, which was the... Because uh, it would have been the uh, stock market, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did get a nice redundancy from <laughs> uh, from lands and survey. And yep. uh, I thought I was going to get could do well in the share market. Yep. And... Uh, Virtually lost a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I remember that, like, that was a pretty dark time in was, New Zealand's it history. Was, yes. Yeah. I think I started in April, and by November, that redundancy had gone, so wow. I had to get out and sell some houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a, uh, so, so yeah, you felt rich for how long? A couple of months? And yeah, then, a couple of months. Yeah. I think I got a better year's salary back in those days, yep. but... Um, yeah, it was a lot of money, but anyway, we move on. Yeah, and so then going into to was it Wrightsons? Wrightsons, yes. Yep. And do you obviously did you want to become a real estate agent, or was that? I just did. A... It was sort of a mate of mine said to me originally. He said, "Hey, you'd be good selling houses." Yep. And I always thought that you know maybe uh, I'd be quite keen to get into it. So yeah. And then rolled in the paper, and I I answered it, and. Uh, the rest was history. Yeah. And what back then, how was it to get into the industry? Was it like, because it's quite a, you know, there's quite a lot to do today. Oh, there is. It's a lot more, um, you know, with your, um, obviously, uh, admin and in terms of getting your license, it's a lot more difficult now than it was back then. Yeah. So, hey, I think there was still a few papers to do. It wasn't just turn up and, and, and sign here, but it was, I think it took me about a couple of months part-time yep. correspondence to do it. Nice. And uh, away we went from there. Love to know, what was the average house selling for back in the day? Oh, back in Invercargill, back in those days, you'd be looking around about, or well, 87, you'd be looking around about 45,000, 50,000. Wow. Back in Invercargill days, and generally, I think when I... Well, I was at the peak of selling was probably around about that sixty to sixty-five thousand dollars. Wow! Yep. So pretty, you know, like when you look at today's pricing, right? That's, oh, you just, it's, if it's, you had the foresight, you'd buy a hundred. Oh, I, right? I know, I know. Back <laughs> in the day, you certainly would be buying a few houses down yeah. there, all right? Because they've moved a bit from there. Yeah, and and so did was that part of when did the I guess the shift into the Harcourts uh, side of it start? Like, yeah, that? okay. So I I sold for Wrightsons, or the, then they. Changed the name to Challenge, so we built up quite a good wee team down there, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, I managed to recruit a few of my friends, sort of similar age, so we had a good young team down there yep. in Chicago, uh, in Challenge Realty, actually. Challenge, wow. Um, and we actually become the number one office for Challenge yep. nationwide. And how many? How big were they? Like, were Oh, they... they would be, um, I think we had around about 16, 17 salespeople back oh, wow. in the day. So it grew from yeah, very yeah. small beginnings yeah. uh, to sort of eighty nine ninety where we we're doing pretty well. And what what was it, what do you, what was making that successful back then? Oh, I think it was the caliber of the team we had with us. Yeah, yep. young guys. Yep. who were pretty focused. Yep, um, like minded. Yep, you know who were keen to you know do well and yep. forge out a career in real estate. And, nice. You know, there's some good there's some good people down there. Yeah. But, you know, even today, it's, you know, we're quite young in our day, you know. Yeah. A lot of, um, well, there's a lot of industry down there too. That's what I was surprised. We, yes. we were down there after the earthquakes. 
uh, running seminars in Etc. I was very surprised how much industry is down in Invercargill down the south. Oh, there. it's an unkept secret down yeah. there. There's certainly a lot of wealth down there too. Yeah, you know, farmers and and you know the people don't they don't show it, but no. certainly it's it's a lot of means down there. Yeah, I remember going into an accountancy firm and they had uh, I think they, on the second story they had a uh, area and they had a hundred and thirty computers in there. And that's how many people they had, and they all had the triple screen. Oh, is that and right? I was like, this is unbelievable. And then I did a, a talk uh, all day uh, in this beautiful room. You could write on the whiteboards all around the room. Yes. And then the guy came up to me after. He says, oh, that was great. Would you like a beer? And I was like, you beauty, I'd love a beer. And he pulled back the walls of what I've been writing on all day. And there's two <laughs> fridges oh, stocked with beer. I always said, I wish I'd known that halfway through. But uh, that stopped a bit earlier. Yeah. Well, that, that to me was just, it just showed you that there was, you know, there's a lot of industry down there, a lot of people. Yeah, there is. And, yeah. uh, well, know. supported by TY, Aluminium yep. Smelter, and so, you know, obviously the freezer works down there too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, was it 91 that you got into the hardware? 91, and actually, it's an interesting story because I wasn't looking to get into my own business. I was quite happy yep. selling it uh, Challenge Realty. A friend of mine, the late Neil Burns, actually, who was a business partner of mine for a number of years, he uh, got approached to um, operate W. Thompson & Co. Limited, okay. which was an old stock and station agency. Yep. And um, they had only about four agents in W. Thompson. And he said to me, he was going, I said, mate, what are you doing? I couldn't work out why he was yeah. going there. So anyway, um, about three to four months later, he rings me and he said, look, I wouldn't mind you having a chat to me. And I said, well, what do you got? He said, Harcourts. I wouldn't mind getting being part of Harcourts. Yep. So um, I thought this sounds pretty exciting. So yeah, yeah. Were they already in Invercargill? No, they weren't they in Invercargill. They were just franchising nationwide yep. at the time. And I think we were about the second or third franchise uh, in the South Island. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty new times. Yeah, yeah. I think Grenadier yep. uh, had opened here in Christchurch. And um, Invercargill was second or third off the rank. Nice. Yeah. So, so the two of you got together on it? Like you had a... Got together and another partner too, a guy, uh, Ken Barraclough, who run the stock and station. Yep. Sorry, the the uh, auction rooms out the back. Yep. Which was sort of the, you know, your, your auction, typical old auction rooms. Yep. You would have in, you know, selling off old uh, teapots and yeah, yeah. all sorts of stuff. So it must have been an interesting, like from a mindset perspective, you've got a successful... You know, I'm here selling, you know, how many houses are you doing by yourself? Oh, hey, in those days I was, you know, there was a guy in Chicago who I sort of watched out there in the market, a guy called Warren White, and he was the leading salesperson down in Chicago. So I thought, well, if you can't beat him, join him. So I just copied what he was doing. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, in my day selling up to 150 houses a year. Wow. So I was pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember coming over from... Um, from Harcourt, sorry, not Harcourt, from Challenge to still W. Thompson actually, and um, I got involved with a big developer in Invercargill. I ended up getting about 25 listings, Andrew Housing. Wow. And got them all up overnight, so it was yep. good branding for us virtually Straight overnight. Straight away. Yeah. And I remember when we opened, um, I think it was about the 16th of August, I remember the dates pretty well, 1991, and um, Paul Wright come down and Steve Collins and they, we launched a blue book to every household in Invercargill. Oh, wow. So it put us on the map. Yeah, yeah, straight away. And we had great success with that office. Yeah. For oh, the first five or six years while Neil was running the business yeah. and I was out selling. Yep. So. Um, what was it like? Obviously, that's a, you know, straight away you've got market reach and there would have been something new in the letterbox and people. Yeah. But what, what made it successful there? Was it. Was it oh, you, I, think, I think we were. When I look back now, we're very, very lucky, the team we had. Yeah. We had a, you know, some of the guys have gone on to own a lot of businesses and, you know, we got Chris Kennedy was with us. He's yep. now a business partner in Gold Real Estate and some pretty big names there, Carl Wilson, Sean Baddiou, some big names in real estate in Chicago. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, we we led the Harcourts uh, offices for, well, it'd be five or ten years wow. in terms of productivity. Was that the time when um, uh, the mayor got in and was giving away yes, like uh, yes? Because that really created a buzz in the. It did. It did. Was it free tertiary? Because ninety eight was a real tough year yep. because it was, um, you know, it was pretty tough trading in Invercargill. It was about seven years after we opened the office, 
and then he come in 98, 99 and created free free fee tertiary education. Yeah, I remember. So that really kick-started it. Yeah. So we had that and um, it never looked back from there. Because it kind of, kind of became a hotbed for investors to invest it in. It did, it did. As well. Yes, a lot of people come over from you know Australia and not even bought yeah. you know, um, cheaper property and did very well. Yeah, 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 exactly. We all should be on the bandwagon. <laughs> Well, look, so Invercargill's going well, and, and you're starting to, obviously, you're now owner of, of, of a franchise. Um, then you looked at opening up in Gore. Yes, well, that was probably um, a guy, Lord Anderson, actually uh, approached me back, or well, way back in the mid-late 90s, and so, yeah, we thought, no, hey, probably silly not to open an office, so Lloyd and I opened the Gore office, I think it was about 97, 98, yep. Yep. and we opened it up. And um, yeah, now it's a thriving office now. Yeah. So you still have involvement in any of that down there? I still? do, I do. Yep. I'm still involved in Invercargill. It's actually up in Gore only last week, actually helping them out with a bit of training. Yep. So we're still involved down there. Um, had the Wallacher office for a short time. Yep. I was going to ask you time. about that sort of southern region. Like yeah. So we had a little uh, crack at the Wallacher area for about eight years, actually, yep. when I owned and operated that. But um, with my move to Christchurch, I felt it was just probably. But much to yeah. carry on with. Yeah. So you moved here in 2009. Let's talk about that because yeah. that's a, an interesting time if everyone remembers back. Like yes. It was before the earthquakes and the GFC had just kind of taken a, yeah. you know, like the, the global financial was, was, wasn't was great. No. Uh, right. Real estate here, how was it looking here? There was people sort well, of. Well, it was, it was a bit flat, I must admit, but I looked at the big picture and I'd always admired Homewood Real Estate. Yep. Uh, the girls had run a very good business. Yep. And I'd see them at conferences, and they said, "Oh, Tony, we ever, we ever sell, we'll, we'll give you an opportunity." So, wow. um, hey, that day actually came. Um, I did dip my toe in the water by buying the St Albans office. Okay. Back in two thousand and eight. Yep. So that was a single running office. So, yep. and they probably thought, "Gosh, Tony is keen to get up to Christchurch." So, they approached me and. Uh, I think we, we sat down and about two weeks later I'm sitting here in Christchurch. Really? <laughs> so it was a very quick Yeah. And I was you know, I wasn't young at the time, so it was a big move from out of Southland. Yeah, yeah. And were you like obviously that by this time you're well kind of well established, well known in and the high courts. I was probably um, getting a bit bored where I was. Yeah. So I needed another challenge. Yeah. I certainly got that. Yeah. Because one thing I've noticed with you, you're very good at creating relationships, right? So, yes. so those relationships you've created over over those periods of time, you know, at the conferences, etc. So it's all about the, people. It's yeah, you know, yeah. In business today. That's yeah. what I've always found. You know, selling. You're only as good as your reputation. So, yeah. I think you've got to look after the people around you. So, yeah, it was a big move up here, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Had some challenges. Yeah, we've only been here about. Uh, 12 months and then earthquakes. And, yeah. And then a change of life for me as well. So that yeah. certainly throw that into the mix. Yeah. So that would have been quite full on though. But like, you know, I know that Christchurch market was definitely got, got bashed around, right? And, and you know, probably for the next 10 years, yeah. it still yeah. wasn't really... Well, I lost my business partner, the late Neil Burns. He moved up to Christchurch yep. in 97. Okay. Um, um, and he actually purchased the Papua Nui office. Okay. Um so my lawyer was very nervous about me coming up here. Yep. And said to me after earthquakes, Tony, I think it's about time you come home. Oh wow! So that was, um, yeah. But hey, look, I knew that we just had to had to write it out, tough it out. Yeah. And um, and at gosh, that stage, what did Homewood look like? Obviously, now you're the CEO of Homewood, and and you have how many offices? Is it five? We've got five branches five, here, and, and yep. you've got rental. We've got a big rental portfolio yeah. up here as well. Yeah. So. Uh, under Caroline Register, so yep. she runs a very good ship there. Yep. I think we're managing about 1,400-odd properties. Brilliant. Just a touch under. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and when we come up here, I think we're only running about 100, just a touch over 100. Wow. So it's big growth there. Yeah, it's big growth. Yeah. Yeah, when you consider, you know, that's, the, yeah, from, the, from the time frame, that's pretty pretty outstanding. Yeah. So we'll unpack some of that, that success too. Where do you see, like, the... The, the market now, like obviously, you know, you're, you've got um, a bunch of franchise guys. You yeah, know. Well, there's, a five, there's five franchises for Harcourts here yeah. in Christchurch. Under the Homewood brand? Oh, no, 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 sorry, this is the Harcourts oh, group. Oh, over the group, yep. Yeah, we've got five offices yeah. at Homewood, 
Yeah. Uh, we've got Miraval, Fendleton, uh, Tuan Island, and St Albans. Nice. So, yeah, it's a very competitive market, isn't it? It's a very competitive market, the real estate market yeah. in Christchurch. And, and then you've got your competitors, right? Yes. Like it's and, you know, let, let's be honest. I mean, Harcourt's got a very strong market share. Yeah. Uh, last month, we had 52.95% market share. Wow. So, yeah, it's a pretty good market share yeah, here in yeah. Christchurch. And what do you put that down to? Like, oh, Hey, look, all the business owners are good operators yeah. here in, in Christchurch. Yeah. So, you you know, you've obviously, uh, we've got good branding, good agents working for the company. Yeah. Right across the, right yeah. across the city. Yeah, definitely, like, I can see, you can see the leadership in Harcourts, very yes. focused, very yes. committed. Yeah. And that, the commitment to their, to their agents, commitment to their, to their, well, the buyers and the sellers, I think that's a, yeah, a big, p- big part of it. It is. I think one of the big things for us in the last few years has been a, a focus on, hey, we've always been strong on the auction arena. Yep. Harcourts Homewood. And, um, you know, people are saying, well, Tony, you know, your auctions are, how are they working? Well, we've still got stats. Um, we were selling 69% of our auction properties under the hammer. Wow. Which is probably, um, there wouldn't be too many offices up in those numbers. I yeah. mean, I know, um, you know, up north, they're a lot less than that. And uh, we're pretty proud of those, yeah. those that strike rate. I know you hear a lot of times people say, oh, you know, don't go to auction or do go to auction. What's the, what's, like, what's the difference? Like, you have 35 years' experience. Yeah. I'm I, selling a house tomorrow. What are, you, what are you telling me to do? Well, the, the two biggest things, Scott, is that if someone says to you, what's your home worth? Oh. Pretty hard to put an exact figure on it. You know, yeah. and even a value is 10%, you know, either way. Yeah. So I always say that the danger an agent has is they can either um, overprice your home yep. and get the wrong price and then you miss those initial yep. first buyers. Yep. Or you can underprice it and sell it too quickly. Yeah. So the beauty of the auction, also, you're dealing with cash and unconditional. Yeah. You've got certainty yeah. to move on with your life. Yeah. Yeah. And at the moment, you know, financial... Um, banks are a bit tougher on finance. It's nice to know where you stand financially. Yeah. I think it is anyway. Yeah, so having a bit more certainty around. A bit, bit more certainty. Yeah. Also, it's a, um, it's an environment where, you know, I think one of the biggest concerns we have with uh, vendors saying, well, look, Tony, you know, what if you've only got one buyer? But you only need one buyer to negotiate with. Yeah. You know? And I guess at the same time, you still don't need to sell, but but chances exactly are, if right. you if you if you're running you a campaign, you have a reserve. You have a reserve price. Yeah. You're in the the vendor store in the box. Yeah. If they don't want to sell or meet the market. Then yeah. it's up to them. But you would have seen over probably the last two years. Oh yes, how we've seen, dynamic that auction market would have well, been. We've right? seen some some extraordinary results. Yeah. as Well, yeah. yeah. And then I guess that's the beautiful thing about when you when you do go to an auction, it's competitive environment. People yep. naturally are competitive. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think it's good for the buyer too, Scott, because a lot of buyers say, you know, we don't like auction, but you know, if you go to a sort of a deadline, if you ever bought something at deadline, no, or a, or a sort of a, a you kind of don't know what's tender, going on. Yeah, you don't know what's going on, and it's yeah. People always say, "Oh, what's the agent doing? Is it smoke? Is it smoke and mirrors?" Yeah. But it's not. But, yeah. you know, certainly um, it's very hard to pitch when you're in a, in a blind situation. Whereas yeah. an auction, you have the ability to go up if you want to. Yeah. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Which is which is good for everyone, right? Yeah. A bit more I, think, trans- I think it's more transparent. More, more transparent. More yeah. transparent. Yeah. The process is more transparent yeah. too. Yeah. Does it, I think also, it probably brings a different level of skill to the marketplace. It does. And that's what Harcourts are probably better at yes. than maybe some of the other companies. Like, because you still have to handle um, emotions. Yes. You have to handle, there's a whole bunch of other skills that you actually have from oh, an interpersonal yep. perspective to actually, you know, because you, cause you're dealing with a lot of emotions. Oh, you are, you are. And not everyone can deal with that. That's you know, Not right. everyone's trained at that Well, you've, yeah, you've got your situation where you've got, you might have a, you know, a matrimonial situation, yep. which can be very delicate. Yeah. Uh, first home buyer, it's, you know, very mm. emotional too. And, yeah. And, um, you know, people have been in the, in the home. Yeah. A lot of memories for yeah. 30 or 40 years. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, it's yeah. a lot of emotions. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just selling the property. That's yeah. one thing I learned is that it's about people. Yeah. If you look after the people, they'll look after you. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, I think... Uh, and the same with the good agents. You know, the, I mean, I think people are attracted to people who invariably have created good relationships. Yeah. Yeah, because they know, like, and trust them, right? And, they like, and, yeah. yeah. And they do that test, as you said, you know, if people like and trust you, they'll do business with you. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah. And if you do it well, they'll do business with you again and again and again. So exactly right. It's um, it's a win-win. Tell us about because like, you look around here, and, and I, I was in uh, was in Sunny Nelson last week. Yes. And was in GJ Gardner um, or Jenny and Holmes actually their offices. Yes. And one of the lawyers I was with, he, he loves awards. Yes. And uh, we actually just put an award up on his website again today. And, <laughs> and I said to him, I said, GJ, I said, Jenny and Holmes have more awards than you. And uh, so he said it as a goal. But coming in here, look, you're surrounded by, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. You're surrounded by excellence. In, yes. And and is that part of the the I guess the the play here with 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 a with um, bringing people in and, and, like, lifting them as people? Well, it is, I suppose. You know, people say, oh, Harcourt, you must have a lot of awards. You have an award for every day of the week. But we don't really. It's just that we like to recognise uh, our achievers. Yeah. And um, you were talking to me just recently about yeah. a team we had over to yeah, Fiji. Fiji. So yeah. we had a winter incentive. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it was obviously over the winter months and guys had targets and things to achieve. And we took a nice group away um, to Fiji, so it was, yeah, it was a yeah. good reward yeah. for the guys that worked hard. And and I guess it just brings that that group together oh, too, very focused. To be honest, I'm all about culture. Yeah. You know, if you, if you run a business with a great culture, yeah. uh, I think that's, that's key. And, and, and how, do you, how do you foster that culture? What's some of the things that you do specifically? Oh, I, I, think, I think we as leaders do set the culture a little yep. bit. You know, yep. I mean, Homewood had a fantastic culture before I got involved mm-hmm. in it, so I can't claim that. But no. I can say, looking from the outside, looking in, yep. they had a culture of success, yep. of great training, yep. great support with their people, yep. and I've just tried to build on that. Yeah. Um, I like having a bit of fun, so I've tried to add a bit of energy yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of fun, because yeah. I think people like coming to work when they're in a fun environment. Yeah, totally. And... Probably Homewood's probably, that's one of the things I think we, people say to us, well, what do you like Homewood? And we like the culture. Yeah. And you also, um, you know, we're doing good things with their, with their marketing and yeah. social media. And, yeah. And uh, that type of stuff too. I, I think fun's a big part of it, right? I know. Um, well, if you're not happy at your work, well, yeah. we're working a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we spend a lot of time well, with people. Well, what do we do at the gym? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> we, we actually, we've got a lawyer. <laughs> In her office next to us, and she stopped one of the girls the other day in the office and said, um, "It's just great to hear a team having fun, yes. you know, because you guys laugh and you do all this sort of stuff." And she goes, like, "She just said she was glad that people still like coming to work, yes. um, because there's been a bit of a, you know, through the whole COVID and everything." Oh gosh, she's got, uh, got pretty serious, isn't it? Yeah, and it must be it must be hard for people that don't, you know, that their work's not fun because you spend so much time there, right? Yes, so, yes. Um, I think I think it's a good thing, and I think you know. Naturally, people want to succeed. You know, yes. as we were young kids, we were given star charts and, yes. and that sort of stuff, and ladders to climb. You know, yeah, and, exactly. and I think I think buying or you know bringing people into that environment obviously it creates maybe two types of people: people that want to succeed, and then there's it. Yeah, there is the a bit of that. that. People, some people say, "Look, I'm not interested in all that sort of stuff, Tony." But yeah. hey, at the end of the day, um, recognition and reward is a big part of what yeah. we do in real estate. Yeah. People, you know, like to see themselves up there on lights. Yeah. Uh, and and there's, a, there's a target to, to aim for. Some don't, and that's yeah. okay too. Yeah. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever spins your wheels. Um, one of the things that you mentioned before is about, you know, what, what's happening at Homewood. And uh, so we've got an in-house trainer too, which has yes. been a real big push yeah. for us to make sure we're giving our guys the best support they yeah. can get. I think that's outstanding, right? Because um, one of our core values in our business is world-class training, world-class outcomes. Yes. And I really believe in fest and training for yep. your team. Like, why they're here, that you give them the best you can afford, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the client will then get the outcome in it. And yeah. So is that not normal for oh, people look, have... a, a lot of the people around town do have, you know, a part-time basis, or I think we're one of the few full-time trainers. Yep. Like, uh, franchise has got a full-time trainer. Yep. And... He's worth his weight in gold. Yeah, just in terms of the support and yep. growth of our new agents. Yeah, because that's the thing as well. Like it's, you know, you've obviously got people that have been in the industry a long time, but you're always looking for new people. We are, we are. Yeah, I think I think new people coming in keeps even the older guys saying to me, Tony, it's great to see the young guys coming in. Yeah, and adding a different dimension. Yeah, particularly the younger ones. Yeah. Because they're very savvy with technology. Yeah, they pick stuff up faster. Oh, right? gosh. Hey, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not the best on technology, <laughs> but I've got people that help me with it. That's all you need. That's all you need. 
You're the guru on that, mate. Well, mate, and, and, and even to that, we, we've employed some younger people recently because yes. they just know uh, some of the stuff a lot quicker and a lot more native. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, hire good people, train them well and get out of their way. Um, you know, exactly. and, and it's, well, that's, you know, it does become fun because you start seeing them do yeah. some really cool things and then your clients say, hey, that was amazing. And it's like, yeah. well, I did none of it, you know, I was like, but, but so, so from a training's perspective, like a new person into the industry, what would uh, the training person do? What, are they helping well, them on okay. a day-to-day basis? Yeah, How day-to-day basis. Okay, well, I'll roll the clock back. So yeah. there's the you know, getting licensed for a start. Yep. That, and that, like, as you said, it was like a back of a wet bus ticket when I did mine. Yeah. That was a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but now it's, um, you yeah, know, it can take up to three to four months to do okay. your papers yep. online. Or you can, we've had them do them in, you know, six weeks. Yep. And some taking four or five months. Wow. So it can be, you know, a yep. little bit of time to be. So uh, our guy, Luke, who's our training manager, would help you through those papers. Then when we get here, we have a, 12-week induction course. Nice. Which is uh, not all theory, but it's three mornings a week. Yep. And then you can still get out with your manager and and get the interaction with the office. That's awesome. But it's, you know, taking you through the key skills of real yeah. estate. Because obviously at the end of the day, it's about selling properties. It's about selling and, properties. And, and, and helping, an helping your vendors and making an income. So That's right. There, there must be a bit of pressure there as well. How do you handle the pressure? Like, what's the... Oh, we always say to people that come into the business that that first 90 to 120 days are the toughest. Yeah. Because you're coming out of your routine. Yeah. And real estate, you know, it hasn't really got a routine in some ways. Yeah. So basically, you've got to be a self-starter. Yeah. So we, we teach you how to plan and manage your day. Brilliant. Um, and that's probably, I always say to people that come into real estate, I guarantee you come out of here better equipped yes. to have a more successful life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out yeah. of real estate. Yeah, out of real estate. If you don't stay in real estate. More organised, right? More, more focused. Organized. But it's as simple, Scott, as just having a to-do list to do each yeah. day. Yeah. Getting focused, getting committed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people want to deal with happy, successful people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, it might sound silly, silly yeah. but it actually is. Yeah. Oh, look, I look at all our clients and they're, they're, they're all that, you know, happy yeah. people. Yes. You know, forward thinking, focused. Forward thinking, focused and happy. Yeah, yeah. and happy. And and I guess one of the reasons they are happy is they're abundant. Like They, they don't have that scarcity mindset. They, no, have a, no. they have an abundancy mindset. And I think that's, you know, part of, you know, coming in here, seeing the penguin. Like, obviously, you're into charity. You're doing a lot of stuff when it we comes are, to that. We are. We you have know? a new sports, a big sponsor yep. of theirs. Yep. We've got about 25 cars around Christchurch. Yep. Uh, all these things we do, we do it because we, we we like doing it. Yeah, it's part of what we do. Pretty awesome run recently with the with the um, Elmwood, uh, well, the down at the ground there for OBC, yes, the yes. cricket. Yes, I know you're a big cricket uh, yeah. man yourself. I was, I'm, I was, I'm probably more rugby, but I love yeah. being involved with old boys. Yeah, club. I, I was very, uh, you know, when I saw that, I you was were like, quite. I know you were yeah, quite. Yeah. Uh, it's a great little sponsorship. It you know, is. Like, and I, you know, I mean to say little in a, in a degrading way, but like you know, as a small club, yes, uh, in a in a beautiful area, and 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 you know that right is, in the heart of your franchise area, yeah, right in the heart, and I know it means a lot to to everyone. Well, that, I yeah. think people have, people have have gone away from um, you know supporting their um, you know their clubs and that sort of thing yeah. too, and it's good to get back to the. Yeah. That grassroots oh, stuff, isn't and it? it was awesome to see all the young fellas there at Hagley Park the other night yes. wearing the Harcourts, uh, the Homewood across the yes. shirt. So, uh, very well. I know the club really appreciates oh, the support that. there, right? So, it's um, you know, it's those little things that make the difference. You know, it is. And people say to me, Tony, what's happening to the market? You won't ask me that question yeah. shortly, but you know, I suppose I've got some stats here from September, which is hot off the press, and. Um, you know, volume is down, there's no yep. question. You know, we were, uh, I always say there's about 500 sales in Christchurch a month. Okay. And back in 220, 221, yep. we got up to six, 700 sales a month. Wow. So last yeah, last September there was 568 sales. Yep. This year, 4.39. So we're down about 129, but pricing's holding up at yep. 685. The median sale price as opposed to six seventy last year. Yeah. So Christchurch has has held up pretty yeah. well. And when you look at that, it's not too far off the the normal stat, really. Not really. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your days to sell. Yes, it was thirty three days last year. They're up to thirty five. Yeah. So. We're not totally unhappy with the no. market. Yes, the volume's down a bit, though. Yeah. And obviously, there's pretty 
you know, like when you look at the factors of what's going on. Interest rates rising. Yeah. Yeah, hey. Yeah. But I always say that, you know, real estate markets don't last forever like that. So, hey, it's probably a very good opportunity for buyers to get yeah. in. And Would you say that, like, right now is the buy- it's a buyer's market? Is that the... Oh, I think it's turning into a bit of a buyer's yeah. market now. Yes, yeah. it is. And where do you see it running into to the next year or so? Like? Oh, I think the next, you know, the next three to six months. Yeah. We had Tony Alexander talking to us through a group last week, actually. Yep. And I said, Tony, what would you do with interest rates? You know, they're, they're, they're moving up. And he, his comment, he probably won't want me quoting him this, but his comment was that he'd only take a fixed rate for 12 months. Yeah. Because he can see them coming back down again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's quite bullish with what's going yeah. on. Yeah, Hey, there's, yes, there's a bit of a correction coming up potentially and, and maybe a little bit of easing, but I don't think there's anything to panic too much about. No. Well, that's a, it's good to know, right? And, and you know what? In real estate... Uh, they always reckon you should buy a property every year if you want to protect your wealth, and it's probably not a bad time to be looking at it. Yeah. Sage advice from a man who's been here 35 years. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you look around and um, you ever look at some of the wealthy guys around New Zealand, a lot of them own real estate, don't they? Yeah, totally. I mean, not all real estate, but no. share markets and what have you. Yeah. Certainly, um, I remember Steve Collins, who started Harcourts, always said you should try and buy an investment every year. Nice. It's not always easy, but, yep. you know, something to think about. Is that something that you've, you know, I know you've owned a few, so is that something you've tried to I, do? I, I've tried to buy a lot of property over the years, so. Um, what do you look for in a property? Um, I've got a bit of commercial, so a bit of commercial, a bit of residential. Hey, location, location, location. Yep. Never changes it. Yeah. That's always been my. Yep. Um, and maybe an opportunity for an enhancement. Yep. Potentially. Nice. Although at the moment you've got to watch for the tax deductibility, so probably news not bad either in terms yep. of, you know, you've got more deductibility for yes. it if it's residential. Yeah, residential. Yeah. And do you, um, like when you, obviously, you have a good team around you when it comes to that sort of stuff? Is, you know, you... Yeah. I mean, I think it pays to make sure. Look, one of the, th- the, the things that I see people trying to do is, you know, do their own accounting, do their own... Yeah. I was really better to get the professionals to do it for yeah, you. Totally. Even me, like I don't, you know, get your home properly professionally managed. Yep. Because, you know, you do you want the phone calls when there's a leaky tap? No. Seven o'clock on a Saturday night? No, no, no. <laughs> and I think that's the thing, treating it as a business. As a business. You know. It's a, really is a business. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you'd you'd know that from having fourteen hundred on your books, right? Like yes. you, you see the other side of it. Yeah, we do, yeah. And uh, stuff does happen, and like if you it does oh. happen, and uh, hey, there's always going to be maintenance, and I think that that's the key. Keep, make sure you keep the maintenance up to the yeah. properties as well. That's, yeah, that's a big one too. Big one too. All right, hey, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about mindset. Uh, let's talk about. I'd love to talk about how you start your day. Uh, and why you do it that way, and, and, and also, you know, there's a few other things I want to talk about when it comes to success uh, in business, um, because I'm a massive believer in success leaves clues, right? Yes. And so people do certain things for certain ways yes. because it's, you know, it's obviously propelled them forward and things yep. that they've wanted yep. to do. So let's talk a wee bit about that. How do you start your day? Okay, well, well, I think you see me in the morning most yeah, mornings. Yeah, yeah. So um, I must admit, my alarm goes off at quarter past five. Yep. And invariably, I haven't been a morning person. Yeah. So big, big change for yeah. me. Um, when I was selling, I would probably sell, be out selling late at night. So yep. the morning, the early mornings went, went, went too flash. So, yep. but now, I, if I don't get my exercise done in the morning, yeah, I don't do it. Yeah. Invariably. Yeah. So. It's just a great way to start the day. So quarter past time, it's five, I'm at the gym. Probably the time I get there and drive there, you'd say it's probably quarter to six, right? <laughs> uh, which it probably will be. You know, a good 45 minutes, 50 minutes in the gym yeah. four times a week. Yeah, nice. And I rock in here. At, so then I'd, I'd leave the uh, leave the gym as a group of four or five mates and we get in and have a coffee. You come down and have a coffee with us too, Scott. Yeah. And... We obviously do have a bit of banter there, yeah, and uh, kicks off the day really good, yeah, a really good um, start for the day, yeah. So when I hit the uh, office here, I'm in peak condition, ready yeah. to go, yeah. I'm not worried about what's happened yesterday, no. I'm ready for the new day, yeah. and I think as a business leader, you've got to be coming to the office focused yeah. and ready to go, yeah. 
because I, I know from my experience, I do this in the same sort of yep. scenario. Um, in most mornings, I have I'll have a coffee and I'll go write some things down and stuff. And I know, yes. you know, I'm going in there. Like, but I, I re- I've realised that's the best way I work is in the morning. Yes. And by about probably four o'clock, I'm you know yes. I'm, I'm hopeless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I usually run a meeting so twice twice a week. So yep. my Tuesdays, my big um, fizz meeting for yep. the week. Yep. We get the guys all put the fizz into it. Put the fizz into the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember you said that to me once. Put the fizz into it. Yeah, I, put I, some fizz in I the love cake. it. But, but isn't yeah. that the point though, right? Like if you can't come in here and like G I, people up if, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and have them focused if you're not, right? I can't come in here and say, oh, the market's not in good shape. And, yeah. Hey, look, we're not going to sell any houses this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll go, okay, Tony, should we go home now? Yeah, where's the fizz? There's yeah, exactly. No fizz. exactly. So, so the, leader, the leader leads. And I think that's really important, like, um, especially I think it's important if you're listening to this podcast and you notice, hey, my business isn't going as well as it could be right now, you probably have honestly take a good look at the way you're leading your team. Absolutely, absolutely. And hey, look, my attitude always is, hey, there's business going on in in the city. There's always business. There's always business going on no matter what's going on. And as you said, I come here 2008, 2009. Yeah which was probably, um, you know, GFC. Yeah. But, hey, you make moves when, when it's opportune time. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't pick the timing. Someone rung me. So, yeah, yeah. And I thought, right, when's the best time to go is right now. Yeah. And I was keen for it. Yeah. So, okay, so you're up early, you go to the gym, uh, come into your meeting. Tuesday's the big meeting. Yep. And, and yep. What, are you, what are you sort of focusing on with the team there? Like, Oh, Tuesday's our, our sort of our uh, state of the nation, I would say. We, you know, birthdays, anniversaries. Yep. We, um, you know, we celebrate a lot of stuff going on. Nice. A um, little bit of, you know, what's happening around Homewood. Yep. Um, recognising the odd sale going on. Yep. We have, um, you know, high value sales. Yep. We'll recognise with cool. um, you know, a bit of champagne. That's or awesome. Um, so do you bring all of the officers? We, we bring them all in, actually, which is Great. quite unique here. Uh, we're probably lucky we can do that. Yeah, because you're a nice big room, room downstairs. Big room downstairs, yeah. coffee shop next door. Um, so they can come in and have a and the short sharp meetings I reckon is the key. Yes, we're in in there at nine and out by twenty to ten. Nice, she's all over, all over. Yep, and then they go off and do their yep. um, team inspections and and whatever, ready for the week. That's awesome. Mm. Great start, great way to start a Tuesday. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean, hey, we do silly things like sing the happy birthday up front. Yeah. And uh, they enjoy it. It's all part of it, though, right? Like it's, it's all part, part of that culture. Yeah. yeah, bringing people together and 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 people want to belong to something, right? They actually do. They people, want to belong to an organisation yeah. that's yeah got a bit of a pulse. Have you found like the younger people these days really want to belong to? Like they're, I'm definitely finding that. They, oh, we've got some younger successful agents that are really enjoying it. Mm. You know, your Zanny Paulsons, mm. your Liz O'Neills, yeah, your Tom Hardys, yep, who've come in. And doing extremely well in the business. Yeah, and um, you know they're, they're obviously people that are their their focus and fire gets gets ignited even hotter here, being surrounded by good people. Right? And we we love them too because yeah. it's good for the established agents. They can yeah. see the younger ones are coming through and yeah. doing very very well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's quite exciting, right? Like yeah. I definitely can see how you know that's Shar Davis yeah. who also yes. um, who's done really well. Um, Alan Skihill, yep. an Irishman that we've yeah. come through. He's a good man. He's a good man, and yep. it's just good, good people who yeah, are both, really. Both Zanny and Alan did our course during lockdown. Did they? We, we ran a uh, an online marketing sort of messenger course. Oh, did you? And um, they both did it. During, oh, Alan's, Alan's a bit yeah, of a, yeah. yeah, they both did it during lockdown. It was quite a hard case. Yeah. We made that up on the fly as far as. He just as, got married, actually. Yes, he did. He, yes, he came and saw yeah. me uh, just two weeks before he went to get married. Um, but but it, you could tell like that you know they are different people like successful people are different like right? they're just yeah. more focused want to get the job done. We also run some pretty good I think courses there for self development like uh, we had Fred Gross come in. Oh yes. Oh wow. Uh, yeah yeah I don't know if you've ever yes, heard of Fred Gross. Yes. Now that was a sort of a he's a black belt of the mind. Yeah black belt of the mind. And he was absolutely now Fred won't mind me saying this. I think he's in his 80s. Yes. Tremendous guy. Yeah. And I remember seeing him, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. And I was inspired by, you know, him back then. Yeah. About creating a, you know, exciting life for yourself. Yeah. Uh, Paul Wright, you know, he loves Fred Gross. Yeah. And 
having a 10 out of 10 each day, you know, making sure you do something that's going to, you know, impact your day. And it might be as simple as having a glass of red wine at night yeah. or walking the dog or yep. do something for yourself. For yourself. Even though you're busy at work, you've got to make sure every day is yeah. enjoyed. And then I know Alan really enjoyed it about planning your holidays and yes. making sure you have time yeah. to do these things. Yeah. Because none of us do. Yeah. Unless you plan it, yep. it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Guy my mastermind taught me that. Very successful business owner. Yep. And he said, Scott, put your put your holidays in first. Yes. And he said this he said this before. I I had actually had a child. Yes. And he says, When you have children, you make sure that your school holidays, at least once of the one week of those holidays, yep. you, you're doing something because you'll never get that time back. No. And I thought to myself, that was great, and we do that now. We plan out, we plan our trips, and the, uh, for me, experiences. Uh, you know, it's why you come to work, why you work hard. You know, of course it is. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I think it's creating a bit of a why, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because family's number one, isn't it? Let's be honest. You know, family first. I, I tell a lot of people in, in that come and work for us, hey, you need to do something with your family. Go do it. Like, that's, you know. Yeah. I mean, people see me now. I try and make sure I get the best out of my weekends. Or yeah. So you are you are hitting those, you know, things yeah. you want to do. Yeah. Do you see your role now as, like, you're mentoring, you're building leaders within the business? Yes. Is that your... Yes. Well, that's... I mean, I like to see that I'm... Hey, I get the thrill out of, out of helping other people be successful. Yes. And people say, well, Tony, you know, how long will you carry on with it? Because I'm, you know, no, I was said before, 35 years of the business, you don't work out yeah. how old I am. Yeah. So, but I still love it. You haven't lost any passion for it, right? I lost like no passion yeah. whatsoever. In fact, yeah. I'm probably more passionate, more passionate now, now than yeah. I've ever been. Yeah. And I'm in a good zone at the moment. Is part of that because like who you're dealing with, like you are dealing with some. I know some of the the guys that you deal with, and they're good young people. Yeah, I've got that, some really good managers. Yeah, and they're all good young guys and ladies coming yeah. through, and passionate about the business. Yeah, um, and you know they're all running good offices. So I, I just think it's great that we you know can help them out. Um, but yeah, you know, they don't need a lot of help. Some of these guys because they're running no. good businesses anyway. Yes, but they know they can come and see me if come they need and see some help. What I like also is if an agent come to me and say, look, you know, Tony wouldn't mind a bit of a sit down. I want to grow a team or... Yep. So, you know, there's a big teams of real estate now. Yes. You know, you might be the individual who wants to bring in a... Yep. A sales assistant, uh, a PA. Yep. That's my skill base as well, making yep. sure you can... We can help can that. put that all together. And and the reason for that is obviously uh, uh, more and more people go into the team structure so they can go wider or help more people. Well, 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 well there's, there's two parts to it. People think, oh, it's, it's, it's all about the money. It's not actually because by growing a team, it gives you a bit more independence. So, you know, you'd have a PA, you're dealing with the stuff you want to deal with. Yes. Otherwise, you are the PA. Yeah, um, real estate. Because yeah. I mean, um, so playing your genius, right? Like what you're good at, you do exactly, and right. then hand yeah. it off to someone else yes. to do the other stuff that they're good at. Yeah, because I enjoy the recruiting, I yes. enjoy the mentoring. Yep, that's the stuff I love. You know, helping yep. out with. Whereas an agent will love the, the you know securing the listing. Yeah, selling the property. Brilliant. All the other stuff is is paper. It has to be done. Yeah. But it can take you off the, you don't get so many years in the day. Yeah, yeah. But also for, for an agent that wants a bit of time out, they can have a person working with them. Yeah. Maybe every second weekend they've got off. Yeah, nice. Gives them a bit of a balance. And also playing to your strengths. I really like I like, I like that. Yeah, so it's... Because you normally do that in a business, right? Yeah. In a so, business so, you have. So, so we've got to keep looking at structures and how yep. we, you know, we work smart in the business. Yeah. You're like this one of the big... You know, I had Tom Panos come over here. Oh, yes. Oh, probably yep. uh, three years ago. Yep. And he had a look around their business and he said, Tony, I really like Homewood. Nice. Love the culture, love what you're doing. He said, mate, because he talks in this Australian twang, as you know. Yeah. Mate, can I give you one bit of advice? And I said, Tom, what, what are you going to give me? And he said, look, he said, love you to get into video in a big way. Wow. So we decided to crank the videos mm. up and we've got good cut through in those days. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, everyone's doing videos, but we've tried to get our own look and feel. We've got our own in-house videographer. That's awesome. So we actually had two at one stage, but we've got one now and doing our own photographs. And, you know, not all of them, but a majority of our guys use their yeah. in-house facilities. So we try and create a bit of um, content within yeah. in-house. That's awesome because, like, you know, <laughs> he's a man before his time because it is about video. Yeah. Video, video, video. 
and he just says that you know videos where he thinks that it's going. Yeah, and that's that's making sure the properties are promoted because yeah, as a our role as a as selling property is really negotiation and marketing. Yes. Yeah. Well, getting the eyeballs, right? They're the two areas. Yeah. So if you can get the good marketing yeah. and then you've got a great negotiator, yeah. you've, you've hit the mark. And also more people to, to come to the property, there's That's more right. negotiating With going the, on. Right? The marketing, yeah. as you say, the eyeballs, yeah. the people through. Yeah. Then we, can, then we can look at the negotiation. Yeah. And that's something I, I guess we talk about as well. How have you seen marketing change over the years? Because... You know, the blue box was, was, was huge back in the day. Oh, the blue box. And the blue box, you know, let's be honest, it's been under a wee bit of pressure. With yeah. We're having it. It's going now. It's actually, it's going well at the moment. We've yep. got it, we've got it uh, being delivered in the press. Okay. Oh, on wow. Wednesday. Oh, wow. And you probably don't get the press. So. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as you know, print media is still, it's, it's, it's fading out. But in real estate, it's still a need, I think, yep. for print media. Yeah. Um, how those days will go at one st- some yep. stage, but said day, um, the Saturday lift out for property is still well really Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and the blue book, but certainly uh, online platforms are yeah are flat out now too, as but, you know. But there are a lot. There are, there's a lot of them too, right? So, yeah. so I guess that's where Harcourt's now stand alone as well. That like you've yes. got good presence online. We have. Um, so, from a marketing perspective, you know. You're doing the right things by having videographer. It's an amazing um, market share when you consider yeah. the competition we've got in town. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And 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 look, you put that down to a number of things, right? But I think you know the 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 top um, and the and the management there focusing on that sort of stuff and having people like Tommy and that giving you tips and advice is, is yes. pretty. You know, I'm I'm pretty um, pretty keen to learn from everybody. One thing yeah. I've learned over the years is. You don't know at all. You're no. always learning. Yes. And always keen to absorb some new information. Yeah. And whether it be help our business or, you know, I mean, obviously, we've, one of the things I've learned in real estate, we've got to provide our agents with with good um, good marketing in-house. Yep. yep. And also training, making sure that they, we have the right surroundings for them. So what does good marketing in-house look like? Are you talking about, like, the, you know, the, are you talking about? The way they look, the way they their business oh, cards. Or I, I suppose. I suppose in house marketing, we've got our own. Um, yeah, we've got a big marketing department of mm. seven people in here. Oh wow! So it's quite a big. De- I'll show you through today. Yeah. So we've got a reasonable sized marketing team in here, mm. providing quality material. Yep. That you'd probably source from a, a printing. Yep. House. Okay. So we're all in house. Wow. Accessibility. Yeah. So and affordability. Yeah. So you can you can order a you know a small print run. Yeah. And it's you know it's pretty top notch quality. Yeah. So so an agent if they're having an uh, open homes or anything like that they yeah. can get some stuff made and ready. Get it made. It's all top quality. It yeah. can be done all here in house. It's a all pretty smart. And nice. Efficient. Yeah. Yeah. And is that just a part of the edge that you wanted to have? Like, is because not my yeah because not everyone's got that right. And no, they haven't. Yeah. No, no. So I wanted to be you know having that. And making sure that we were providing you guys with the right tools. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome because, you know, it's always, I was saying in business, small hinges swing big doors. It's yes. always the little things you do that can make those big differences. Yeah. yeah. So for an agent, you know, like that's, that's something that they can have an edge in that marketplace. Yeah. Which means a lot when you're looking at, you know, how competitive it is, get the listings on and stuff like that, all those little things that add well, up. Well, it is. It is, Scott. And the thing is, you know, also the agents are looking for good support. Yeah. You know, good management structure. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that the, they've got a good manager that can support them in the field yeah. when they need it. And it might be over a, a listing. It could be, you know, it could be a number of things. That's awesome. So and they're all market, looking, but the other yeah. thing, they're all looking for growth too. You know, yeah. they're looking for how they can grow their business. Yeah. What can they do to help their clients? Yep, to to be more successful. Yeah, and I guess that's your your, your job as you know industry leader as well to yep. to yep. point them in the right direction. Yeah, oh, I love it because it's, there's always a way. Of, I'm not I'm not saying I've got the perfect answer, but it's nice to thrash out a few ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's let's just look at that advice though. Like, what do you? What are some of the things that you tell someone new in real estate? Like, what's the well? One of the big things I suppose is that when they come into real estate. They, I say to them, look, don't treat it like a job that you can just roll in at nine thirty and yep. 
and they they see us driving around flash cars. Yeah, yeah. And drinking coffee all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a funny story, Scott. I'll tell you about my son who yep. probably hate me saying this. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he came and did a job, um, a school job here at Christ College, having, yep. a, having a, a what do you call it, pupils' day or yep, a, yep. a teacher only day. Yeah. So he come in and said, look. So anyway, I said, yeah, come in and we got him doing a bit of work and at work in my office. This would be about ten years ago. He's only about fourteen. So anyway, the day finished, he said to me, this real estate's pretty good. He said, I've watched you all day just to have meetings and drink coffee all day. Classic. I'm pretty sure my son would say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, literally, you know, there's a lot of those meetings were fairly, um, yeah, yeah. you know, there's things going on. Things going on, yeah. I suppose people, the thing is, when they come into real estate, they've got to have a, a, a to-do list. They've got yep. to have things to do. Yep. You've got to be a self-starter. Yeah. We can help coach them, but we can't make them do, do what they need to do. So I suppose one of the things I get them to do is making sure that they rock in at the same time they used to do in their old job. Okay. They start at 8 o'clock, they roll in here yep. at 8 o'clock. Yep. And they, you know, get used to, as Tom Panos would say, get used to switching the alarm off yeah. and setting it when you go at night. Yeah, yeah. What does that say? You work yeah, yeah. In the, you work in yeah. the clock. yeah. There's no secrets for hard work. No. And, no, no. And the thing is, um, I suppose picking up the phone, the biggest clients we'll deal with are the ones, particularly when you first start, are people you know and who invariably you work with. Yep. You know, you're people that trust and like you. Yep, yeah. And they're going to so there's a pool of people that you have influence. There's a pool of people that have an influence on you yep. straight away. Yep. Um, over time, that'll change yep. and it'll be people who you bought and sold for. And yeah. If I'm seeing a, a top agent that may you know, want to get their business back on track. Yep. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. What happens when I'll you've got say a, to them, a 10-year veteran? I'll say to them, well, hey, what have you been doing? Yeah. Invariably, not all the time, mm. invariably they've stopped calling their client base. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it that simple? I think it is. Yeah. I think it really is. And yeah. it's just a bit of a loss of focus, yeah. potentially. I was talking to a big company this morning. Uh, the 2,000 something old clients um, they don't even call their database I was just going to say to you yeah. you've been doing a lot of work on getting new clients yeah. but yeah. we don't look after the clients we've yeah. already got yeah I said to him I said look let's just go through that database yeah and and call these 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 and then he told me that in, in the industry they in uh, there's a regulatory thing that all these well 200 of them actually have to have I yes. said, do you follow up and tell them about that? He said, no. I said, well, there's money right there. Yes. You know? Yeah, I, I think people want to be, you know, within reason, you know, I mean, if you've sold a house, uh, you know, two years ago, you know, I mean, they're the people that want to hear from you to say, yeah. hi, how's it going, Tony? Yeah. Um, just thought I'd give you a call. Yeah. How's the new house going? How's the family? Yeah. Just keeping in touch. I'm not, I'm not saying be aggressive with it. No. Um well, it's about caring. It's about caring and, and, yep. and being top of mind awareness. When top of mind awareness. Something happens, yep. they give you a call. As I said to these guys, look, to grow to grow market share, you have to grow mind share. Yep. To grow mind share can just be picking up the phone. You've done business with those people. Just ask them how they're going. Well, there's a mindset whether you want to list five houses a month or you want to list 20. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, so what's the different mindset there? Well, what, what is well, that? Well, it's, it's having that focus and commitment yeah. and knowing what, you know. Yeah what you need to do to, to yeah. get those numbers. So do you think it's having a bigger why? Like the people that are doing the, you know, getting the 20 listings yes. versus someone getting one or two? Yes. Do you think it's a, bit, a bigger why? Like, it, Oh, look, it does come down to a bit of that too. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to be, you know, you've got to obviously, um, like it's as simple as basically, I think, just doing more numbers. More numbers. All, all around. Yeah. You know? You've got to do more open homes. You've got to do more callbacks. Yep. You've got to do more... Uh, listing and presentations, and you've got to be sharp at your listing and presentation. You know, you've got to have a, a what I call a bulletproof presentation. Yep. You know, you've got to show people value. Yep. Why would they list with you? Yep. You know, why Harcourts? Yep. Why, why Scott? Why Tony? Yeah. Why would I list with you? Because what are the benefits? What are the benefits yeah. to me? Yeah. And it's not all about what we can provide. It's about what's what they want. Yeah, what they want. And I think changing that question around to not what we can do for you. Yeah. Sorry, what you uh, what Harcourts will do, what do you want us to do for yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, how can I, we how can we serve you how better? How can we help you? How can yeah, we help you to get the you? result that you want? Interestingly, you know? uh, dealing with a few younger guys and just particularly, uh, you know, buyers agents. Um, and one of the things um, we've found is that a lot of people are too scared to ask for the business. Yep. And and that's a real training thing we're, we're tapping into at the moment. Is, yeah. You know, people are a bit scared to ask for the business. Yep. Yeah, particularly when they're new. Yeah. They're only a few months in the business yep. or even, you know. And that's just confidence, you It's know? just confidence yep. and it's just, you know, um, asking, you know, would you like to own this home? Yeah. And invariably people want to be sold to. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a myth that people don't want to be, oh. you know, especially when you're doing it from a place of helping people. It is. I'm not talking being pushy here. I'm talking about yeah. asking the business. And, yeah. And most people, I don't know whether you bought something, Scott, mm. but you're waiting for the agent to ask a question. Or yeah. The, or the salesperson, aren't you? Yeah. And yeah. You, you go into a car yard and they say, well, yeah. "Would you like to own this car, Tony?" Yeah. And and how can we help you own it? Yeah. Yeah, it's and look, I always um, I remember working at uh, Bond and Bond, showing my age, but I remember second day in. Well, that's great training. Bond yeah. Bond. Well, the guy he handed me this calculator and he said, "This will become your next best friend." He says, "Why?" He goes, "Because you'll show people how they can afford it." Yes. He says, "We don't need to make them force them to buy stuff. Just yes. show them how they can afford it." Yep. And he says, "By the way, always put the warranty in." And, and, and it, was, <laughs> it was, you know, like that was just showing people and asking them good questions and just. Yes. Engaging them in a conversation, figuring out what they want and how you can help them, you know, and and the rest was you know immaterial because you weren't trying to, you didn't need to try and push them stuff. No. It was just they had their own desire, and I think I think that's a, that's a skill is getting probably new agents getting better, getting more skilled at asking the better questions. Well, I think also that they can also look after their clients better when they qualify them better. Yeah, you know what are they after? What's the main things you're looking for? Yes. Um, what I had a bit of a thing at open homes too is that that house was going to sell itself. Yeah. So I'm, you know, don't get me wrong, we're there to, to look after the vendor yeah. and sell the property, but from an agent point of view, um, there's more business to be had at the open yeah. home. Yeah, more business well, to be had. We quite often miss. Wow. Because so other people coming in. focusing on selling that property. Selling that property. Whereas I would switch the focus to that, you've got that buyer's been through. Yeah. You've got the recording of their names, but you know, are they in the market to sell yeah. a house? Yeah. Can we help them there? Is there another opportunity yeah. here somewhere? Yeah. So having your thinking cap on as to where, you know, what how you can help them um, in the next move. It's um. It's I've done a bit of research on yeah. open homes, and eighty yeah. percent of people coming through an open home turn into either an A qualified buyer, wow, or an A qualified seller within six weeks of attending that open Really? Day. Now, that might be, depends on when you met them. Yeah, yeah. You might meet them on week, week three, so they're only three weeks away. So I think there's a lot of business still being done on open homes. It's huge business. You know, open homes, to me, are a huge... So... I mean, I think the public like them because they're low-key. Yeah. You can wander through quietly. Yeah, Totally. You agree? I mean, oh, I, I must admit, I like to wander through. It's it's a like it's not a try before you buy scenario, but it's as close as you're going to get. It is. You know? It is. And why I think the jewel I just I thought of then though is like because a lot of people don't like following up, but if you could oh, find if, someone, if that, they did the research on follow up yeah. from open homes. Yeah, I'd hate to say it too. It would be fairly grim. Yeah, but if you got someone who's and as I've been thinking about this is just getting someone involved in our business probably next year, is just someone who's in charge of following up. Yes. You know? Like, they're account manager, but they're just in charge of following up. Yeah. And I think if you had someone who was, if you found someone who was really good at following up. Yes. And their whole goal was to follow up, even yes. if they, you know, they did it for all your agents. Yes. That would that would be huge, because there'd be people there that are not following up. Oh. Yeah. There would be. And 80%, that's a massive. Yes. Yeah. So there's good, you know, I mean, there's good opportunities for yeah. open homes. Yeah, totally. Um, the Hall of Fame. Yes. You're in it? Yes. Um, what, what, like, obviously, that's a massive honour to be, you know, in, in that Hall of Fame. Um, like, how does that come about? And what's... Well, you don't look for it, but I suppose, God, over a number of years, I mean, people say to me, I'm pretty blue. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've been, in, I've been in blue for, well, 35 years. Yeah. Sorry. No, not 35, 31 years, so yeah. 91, yeah, 31 years in blue. And I suppose I'm pretty passionate. Um, look, I'm, I'm always 
giving something back if I need to. Yeah. If another business owner rings me, we've had three business owners here in the last uh, three months here at home. Yep. looking at what we do, how we yep. do it, nice. our offices, what we do for this, options. Amazing. So we're pretty keen to give back to the, yeah. to the industry. Um, well, I think we support the community well. Yeah. I think yeah, I think we like to think we do it reasonable well and yeah. try and give back to our community as well. I mean, yeah. it's not all about taking. No. It's about giving back, and I enjoy the um, I enjoy the uh, training and the you know the mentoring of the agents. In hey, I like a good party too. Yeah, I, yeah. I think like a bit of fun. <laughs> I think he, uh, some of the things I've seen, like obviously with uh, you know like obviously coming up is race week in, in, in Christchurch. Yes, and you and your team will have a great old time there. Oh, right? we will. I mean, we we do it well. I mean, mm. we've got. Uh, Obviously, a cup day celebration breakfast, and we've got prizes, and, yeah. and we have a lot of fun there. Our Christmas party is pretty legendary. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we do, we do have that cultural part of it. Um, my old saying is, "You work hard, play hard." Yep. It's not changed. No, um, I think we're going to be culturally watching that a bit more yep. now, though. Yep, and we, we're socially responsible. Yes, um, making sure that we put transport on and yep. that type of thing. But I think the guys love having a bit of fun. Yeah. And um, I'm not scared to get up and make a bit of a fool of myself <laughs> in the, with the band or yeah, yeah. whatever the case may be. But, but I think that's that, that part of it. When it is fun, people really enjoy it, right? They like do. They, they, they do. Because, you know, it comes down to that. It's natural to have fun, right? So it just is. have fun. Like, work, as you say, work hard when you have to work hard. Yes. Like, we're not a, as a business, I don't know how you guys work, but we, we're not so much looking at the hours at the desk anymore. No. It's no. like, what, what, what have you, what's the outcomes? What yes. have you achieved? Yes. Um, if you need to work from 7 a.m. till 2 o'clock to do that, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. If you need to work from f- like 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 11 right. at night to do that, yeah. you can do that, right? Like, it's not. Well, it's the same with an agent. You know, I mean, some of them are working, you know, different hours. Yeah. And some will take the Fridays off and some will yeah. the weekend off. And we've got, you know, the Nichols are very good, have a good, very good balance. Mm. They'll, you know, they'll plan good holidays when they need them. And yeah. So they should. Yeah. They're hard workers. Yeah. Um, so we've got good people that do good business. And, yeah, it's all about a lifestyle, too, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 And this, you know, you've got the opportunity if you do the, if you do the hard work. Yeah. Well, you have, you have. The rewards are there. Yeah. And yes, the market's changed a bit, but that won't last forever. No. No. No, no, it never does. And that's the coolest part it's about like it. It's like any right? business in town. I was talking to any business owner. You know, there's always business going on. You've got to come up with ideas to yeah. keep your business live. You've got to have, you've got to be constantly, well, as I say, it's consistency message plus frequency of reach to create relevancy. Relevancy yes. is not something that you, well, you can control by having consistency of message and frequency of reach. Yes. And consistency of message is around marketing, right? Like, what are you? What, what are the ideas you're coming up with, and yep, how are you yep. consistent? And then frequently reaching them, so you are staying that top of mind. Mm-hmm. Because if you stay top of mind, you you, you grow. You, well, what I call mind share to grow that market share. Yes. And and that's when some people, I think, they underestimate the value of being consistent when it comes to marketing. And that's something I would say about you know Harcourts. Uh, very consistent. Yes. You know, and that pays dividends. Yes. Uh, when it comes to well, not, people know, like, and trust. like an agent, though. When, yeah. they, when they be consistent, they'll carry on doing what they should be doing. But yeah. when they stop doing some of the stuff, yeah. um, that's when they can... You know, I think an agent's always got to be prospecting. Yes. And that's when I see they talk to me and say, oh, look, my business has changed a bit. I need to see it. Yeah. And they've stopped prospecting. Yeah. And doing the things that got them there originally. Doing those little things that got them there. The little things, yeah. you know, that got them there. The thank you notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the phone calls. Easy to do though, right? When you've got oh, a bit of success. It does. It does. And yeah. people won't go away from the fact if you want to look after them. And, the, you know, particularly in real estate, they like that client gift. They like the follow-up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They really do. Yeah, nice. Okay, so this has been awesome. Like, we've learned a lot over the, over the last hour. Um, what's some advice you'd give to someone in business right now? What's your, what's Tony's top tips? What do you... Oh, I think, hey, my, one of my top tips would be to, uh, when you hit the office in the morning, have a to-do list. Yep. And tick it off. Um, and uh, there's an old trainer I used to have here, a guy called John Moyle, and Tony, eat the frogs first. Yeah. And, and yeah, something nice. we've all laughed about. So he bought me a frog that sits on my sits on my desk, 
And some days I look at that frog and I think, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You just got to eat that. Do the tough stuff first. Do the tough stuff first. You know, that, you know it might be a hard call you've got to make or yep. whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, we've got, to, we've got to have some hard conversations at the moment, you yep. know. Um, vendors, um, you know, expectations could be higher than the market's yep. prepared to pay. Yeah. And, and it's not easy to tell vendors sometimes. No. And it, But it is what it is. Yeah. You know, we've got to be upfront with people. Yep. Tell them the truth. Yeah. And that's something that we've, we can't avoid. So you have to eat the frog there, don't you? Yeah, we have to eat the frog. And I think giving, you know, CMAs, a lot, some agents are buying, what I call buying listings. Well, that's very dangerous ground to get into at the moment. Yeah. Particularly with the changing market. Yeah. So what happens there? Well, you know, when they've overinflated the CMA. Totally. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah. you know, I think our guys go in with a realistic yep. summary where the property sits. Yeah. But top tips for business, I'm getting off track a wee bit, um, would be to do a to-do list. Um, focus on what the positives, um, making sure that you have those. Um, you know, look for your driver in your business. What's your main driver? For me, it's recruitment, auction, and retention of my good people. Yeah. Whether it's if it's another business, it could be a, another driver. But ultimately, it's all about people. All about people. And when I have a meeting with someone, I try and make them feel better. When they leave me, when before they come in. How good. And that's probably the key. Is, that is awesome. You know, yes, you might have some tough stuff to tell them about, yep. but end on a positive. Yeah. And I try and, particularly with younger agents, hey, we can do this. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's giving them the confidence and belief. Yeah. That's when a good manager can, you know, store a bit of belief in someone. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. Yeah, yeah because... Because there's because, so much negativity well, out there at well, the moment. A lot of the times, you know... Oh, you can't do this when I was growing up. Yeah. You couldn't do this, you can't do that. There's nothing you can't do. Mate, I just saw it in a weekend with my young fella at school. They built a little house and the teachers said to them, oh, that'll never happen. Yes. And the parents have got together and, and we've built it inside a garage. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they started you at school. You don't you can't do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> they started at school and now it's getting finished off in the garage and we went around Sunday and helped put it all together, right? Yeah. And I didn't know the teachers had said, you can't, you know, that'll never get done. I'm like, kids, this is getting done. We're doing it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And exactly. you know, I'm not going to stand for that. Like, no, no, no. Because a lot of the times people, they don't have to believe in themselves, you know, yep. but if you, if, but if they see someone else believing in them, that's right. That, that's when they start to believe yes, in themselves. Yes. So it's your job as the mentor, as the, you know, the owner of the business to, to make sure that people believe in themselves, right? There's, and there's a lot of people that don't believe in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know, you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah, their well, confidence can be low. So, Hey, if someone wants to join, Harcourts, where do they go? Harcourts Homewood. Yep. Where do they, how do they, who do they contact? And, and how well, they do they give me them? a ring direct if they want yep. to. Yeah, or what's that number? 0274 322 896. Wow. Uh, they can come and give me a call direct, or, and, or they can meet Luke Jensen. I haven't yep. got his number right on the top of uh, fingertips here, but no. just give me a call. That's outstanding. Or email me. Someone here is, Tony here is the CEO of Harcourts Homewood, 31 years uh, in, in Harcourts, and how many years in real estate? 35. 35 is willing to come and have a chat to you if you're looking to join yep. real estate. So I think that's an awesome place to finish. Tony, this has been uh, a really a great chat for me. I really appreciate your time. Oh, no problem. Um, Anytime. And uh, you look, we'll, we'll definitely... We'll have a coffee in the gym tomorrow. We'll have a coffee in the gym tomorrow. <laughs> and, and I'm sure there'll be some banter flying around about the podcast. When it comes out, so I appreciate it. Good man. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Hi, Scholes in here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, We really appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, If you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, where we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.